Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara and welcome to The Bay. Local news to keep you rooted. In the East Bay city of Newark, right along the water, you can find vast open wetlands, remnants of what used to be the Bay Area's expansive marshes. On the other side is an auto yard with rolling hills in the distance. This area of land is facing the threat of sea level rise. It's also the site of plans to build new housing. Some developers there want to build about 600 homes on these two sites, and that's kind of where the tension is. The city of Newark is debating what kind of future this plot of land will have. Will it be more housing? Or will it be restored into the kind of vast wetlands that once thrived here? Today, we talk with KQED climate reporter Ezra David Romero about one of the few remaining marshlands in the Bay Area and whether we should build on top of it. Before the Bay Area grew up, there were about 150,000 acres of marshland all around the Bay Area. And that's been reduced to about 10%. And so these are a few remaining areas, like in Sassoon Marsh or down here in, in Newark, are just the remnants of what was there in the past. And so now there are plans to potentially build housing in this remaining land, at least in Newark. What type of housing do they want to build here? So at the site of the auto wrecking yard, they want to build like 204 single family homes. I sort of describe them as like the American dream style homes, you know, two stories with a big front yard and a big backyard. There's going to be a skate park in the community. The other property, they want to build something similar. And I think it'd be a bit more of a mixed use type housing. So um, some of these style homes, maybe smaller ones, those would be kind of on these like three or four manufactured islands within this wetland area. So they'd be in this raised spot and the houses would be all on that. So why build here of all places? You know, there's not that many places to build in the Bay Area because, you know, there's like something like 8 million people here. We've developed right up to the shoreline. So some of the only places to build in open land are in places like Newark, where there is open land to build. We know we're in a housing crisis. There's no doubt about that. I spoke with Evan Knapp. He's with Integral Communities. He's one of the developers. 
He said there's really this need for this middle income earner household, something like teachers and firefighters and people like that. And he believes this is an answer to get housing for them. We can actually better the area by getting rid of an auto dump, providing housing in an, in an urban setting. You know, Newark's about an hour south of San Francisco if there's no traffic. And so Evan talked about how, you know, Newark's this great place to build a family and in like kind of like an Americana style place with a cute downtown and proximity to big cities like San Jose and San Francisco and Oakland. But also you can have like shoreline living. Every house will have a yard, a side yard, a backyard. Every house will have a driveway you start checking the boxes and looking at it, it's an overwhelming positive for the city of community. There are other groups that are also wanting this to happen. I talked to the representative from the Bay Area Council, that's a regional business association. They really support this project because they believe it's going to help create middle income housing. And then there are residents who I spoke to as well that are also for it, people like Nick Valencia. I tend to trust developers and them kind of coming up with plans on how to mitigate those impacts. I mean, I think the developer obviously has a vested interest. They don't want to build a community that is just going to get washed away. There's a, a couple of different areas, too, where I think a lot more people will, can also help uh, Newark as well. So the developers say that this is a great location. We need more housing. This can help make a dent in the housing crisis. But what are the concerns generally? I think it comes down to like the beauty of the Bay is that risk. And then the future when it comes to sea level rise that these houses would be in jeopardy. I believe that if you built on this and keep building like this, you know, Newark or cities like us would have existential crisis in the future. I spoke to Taran Singh. He's this like longtime Newark resident. He's been there more than 15 years. He moved there after college. Do you go to these wetlands a lot? I technically go every day on and off. My evening routine is to take a walk every day. He's really concerned that by putting housing there would destroy this like vibrant place he loves to go to. This wetlands lies in the path of so many migrant birds that come and go through the Bay Area. This land is prestigious to, to the wetlands that have been here prior to human beings inhabiting the Bay. And then secondarily, he's worried that with climate change, as seas rise because of ice sheets melting and the ocean expanding, that these houses will be in jeopardy and that they could be underwater in the future. These are our only buffer zones for ocean as the bay is going to expand with the, uh, with the melting ice, we have no place for the water to go. Coming up, why environmentalists say these wetlands are worth saving. Stay with us. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night 
knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. So the entire bay is supposed to rise by about a foot by 2050, and it could rise by more than a meter by the end of the century. And those are like middle of the road levels. Like if the world doesn't curb its emissions faster, those numbers could be a lot higher. And so this is an area that could soak up the seas. Like marshes kind of act like a sponge as water goes into them. And so by putting houses on this marshland, or what we call upland, like the little hills next to it, would, would kind of rob Newark of this like natural climate solution that they already have, that already exists there. And the second thing is that marshes act like a carbon sink. They pull carbon out of the air and hold it in the ground. And you know, carbon is what's warming up the atmosphere. And so they are this like climate solution that pulls the very thing that's warming our world out of the air and holds it underground. When we have drought or flooding from like big storms or wildfire, it's here right now. Like we see those effects immediately. But when it comes to sea level rise, it's this long game and scientists are studying like how fast Antarctica or Greenland are melting seas could rise faster than what the scientists are actually outlined in these guidelines as of right now. So I think a lot of people hear those headlines and they question these kind of projects right on the bay. Because while the developer has an idea of like, we're going to raise these houses like 14 feet, the larger question is like, should we build there if seas are going to rise? And we don't actually know to what level. Well, what other ideas then are there for what to do with this land, Ezra? So I think at the base level, they want to see this area restored to the wetlands that were once there and like the the grassy green areas above them where like the marshes could migrate to as seas rise. So like those marshes have a place to go. I talked to Victor Flores about this. He's an East Bay Resilience Manager for the environmental group Greenbelt Alliance. Those marshes are some of the greatest carbon capturing um, systems that we have out there. Because there are so few marshlands or wetlands anywhere in the Bay Area, this could be a really big opportunity to save them. If we miss that opportunity, we're going to see sea level rise, groundwater continue to impact Newark, which it already has been. If you lose this section, that opportunity is going to be gone. You're, you're not going to come in and bulldoze 200, 600 homes. So if we don't do this now, we're probably going to be uh, looking at uh, those impacts pretty soon and regretting those decisions that were made. This story highlights this tension between our very immediate needs for housing in the Bay Area, but also the threat of rising sea levels and, and climate change. Where does that leave things now? Like, what is the status of the project in Newark? This project is going to go before the city council sometime next year. I heard as soon as January. And the city council will decide what can happen with this property. And so I'm sure there's going to be 
a big city council meeting with lots of people in favor and against it talking about how they feel about it and what it should be restored to or if houses should be built there. I want to make sure that the community knows that these are not done deals. I spoke to the mayor, Michael Hannon. He said he heard about the project. He hasn't seen all the formal uh, documents for it. He's really interested in seeing what the housing opportunities are to fill housing in the town. But he also said, like, if it is going to destroy the environment or it, like, rids the community of a climate solution, he said he's open to actually hearing that, that side of the argument. I'm really sensitive to the issues that the environmentalists raise. I certainly don't want to be, you know, approving a project that, you know, 10, 20 years from now, you know, folks that are living in that project are, are, are concerned about their own health and safety. And we're not going to go into any approval of any project blindly without recognizing that these issues occur and these concerns are out there. You know, we're talking about this one random patch of land in Newark. Why are we talking about this now? And and what do you think it can tell us about the region as a whole? I think we're talking about this now because what happens in Newark is like this microcosm of the rest of the Bay Area. We have these housing battles all around the Bay, whether that's in San Francisco or Newark or Menlo Park or Oakland, where people want to live on the shoreline. It's sort of like this American dream, like you want to have a piece of the shore, you want a beautiful view. But like the climate crisis is like coming head on to that view, that American dream. And so we have this moment in California right now before seas rise to a point where our homes are underwater to like make a change. And we have this very small opportunity to restore this kind of land that is this natural solution. Because the other option is to build seawalls or big barriers in the water or big levees to protect these communities. That'll like harden the sides of the bay, make it look very different. So this is an opportunity to make it look beautiful and have it be green and lush with birds and things like that. Earlier this week, I went across the bay to Menlo Park where they actually broke a levee and they restored a wetland. It was like this very beautiful sight. Like you saw the water turn this like dry moonscape into like this lush area again. And that's that like is going to help protect the city of Menlo Park in East Palo Alto. It kind of gave me a glimpse of what Newark could have just across the bay. This area that could be protected in this natural way. Out of all the people I talked to, None of them were like climate denying this, right? Like they all understood that climate change is real, sea level rise is happening. It's more about like where they put their trust. Do they put their trust in the developer that they're gonna do the right thing and build in a place and like protect this place? We all, we all know we need houses. It's like the basic tenant of life. Like you want a place to live protected from the elements, right? But what if those elements get a lot worse because of climate change? Is the house gonna be okay? So I think that's the concern of the people I spoke to in the story. Well, Ezra, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. That was Ezra David Romero, a climate reporter for KQED. This 30-minute conversation with Ezra was cut down and edited by producer Maria Esquinka. Alan Montesilio is our senior editor. He scored this episode and added all the tape. 
If you liked this episode, share it with a friend. Word of mouth is the best way to help others find our show. The Bay is a production of member-supported KQED in San Francisco. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara. Thanks for listening. Peace. I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S.